Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Okay, we're all in take five. Hook him up with he and Rod P. Brought to you by Bud Light on The Horn. Rolling on on a Monday. Happy Labor Day. You have the extended three-day weekend. Oh, That's yeah. a great thing. We're here. Sark will be at a press conference at noon today. He's working today. He's working. Mm-hmm. We like uh, are also locked in on the Longhorns, locked in on the Big 12 and college football. Wasn't a great weekend for the Big 12. <laughs> it wasn't. Did you see the text that said Mac then uh, choked Beamer after he beat him? Did you see that post-game handshake by Mac and Shane Beamer? Yeah, he did the, the big grandpa hug. He gave him a hug, but then he, like, after a hug, they were going to separate, and Mac tried to get his attention, and he grabbed him by the neck yeah. to get his attention. Like, literally grabbed Come him. Come here, like, kid. Yeah, like, like, like you would erotic, like some erotic play you would have with a woman. Like, it was like, grabbed him. It was weird. It was like, man, you don't grab another grown man by the neck, do you? It's yeah. like a grown man you grab by the neck, Ty. I don't think I ever have done that. Exactly. There's some, uh, some ways you're not supposed to grab another grown person. And Actually, by the, now unless that, you're real, like I said, unless it's intimate and you're something going on, and one is by the neck. Like, hey, come here. <laughs> now that I think about it, uh, after the game, I went back to one of my friends' houses and they were having like a pool party and they were, as a joke, throwing people in the pool fully clothed. And one of my oh. friends grabbed me and goes, I'm not afraid to punch my friend in the face exactly. as he had him by the neck. <laughs> So, Grab him by the neck, aggressive. Yeah. He was like, "Yeah, and you dude, better not." Exactly, because there, there are yeah. certain only certain situations where you're grabbing somebody by the neck. Like I said, usually it's erotic in some nature or aggressive and abrasive. Like, get the hell, we about to fight or we about to. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> like, well, he turned and wanted to. Uh... You know, you he was the shoulder? Why not the shoulder? Why not the arm? Shoulder, arm? Why the neck? It, it, it looked kind of <laughs> accidental, but either way, he did it. He did it. <laughs> it was so weird. I was like, oh, did he? Yeah. But it wasn't It wasn't weird that he grabbed it. He held it. Yeah. He stayed. It, it lasted for longer than like three, four seconds. It was like, so why you got to keep, get your hand off the neck? It was get weird. your hand off the neck, Mac. But 100, yeah, 100 wins. <laughs> 100 you know. wins when you get 100 wins. You know what? Mac, do you. You get 100 wins at two different schools, but the first coach to ever do that, you start grabbing other grown men by their grab damn by the neck. neck. Grab, grab by the neck. <laughs> hey, we've got uh, a lot of Texas talk to come. Rod <laughs> will uh, take us behind that BOC again this hour. Also, go off the record before the end of it. Bottom of the hour. I'll have some breaking news on the golf front at our At The Turn segment, brought to you by Callahan's General Store. The uh, captain's picks are being chosen by by Luke Donald. El Capitan. For uh, the Team Europe, uh, the European team. Of course, the American team's already been picked, so we'll get you details on that from the golf world on this Labor Day. But first, let's get the headlines outside of this Longhorn victory. Top Gun Equipment Rentals bring you the news. Yeah, plenty of Longhorn football talk throughout the morning. Can't tell you that 11th-ranked Texas has opened up a seven-point underdog. Some places, seven-and-a-half-point underdog in their second-week showdown with Alabama. The fourth-ranked Crimson Tide this Saturday night. Both teams won comfortably this past Saturday. Elsewhere in college football, Sunday night action in Orlando last night and a statement win for eighth-ranked Florida State. They spanked LSU 45-24. It was 17-14 LSU at the half, but 
all Seminoles in the second half. They outscore uh, LSU 31-7. to DJ, their, their quarterback, Justin Travis, uh, with five touchdowns accounted for. Three of those to the Michigan State transfer, Keon Coleman. Jordan Travis was outstanding. How about Oregon State? They capped off a perfect 12-0 weekend for the Pac-12. That included Colorado's incredible win at TCU on Saturday. Uh, DJ Uyunglele also accounted for five TDs. Horn Frogs lost, by the way, one of four suffered by Big 12 teams in Week 1. Texas Tech lost in overtime at Wyoming, 40, uh, 34-33. West Virginia got rocked by 7th-ranked Penn State, 38-15. Biggest stunner of the weekend came up in Waco, where the Texas State Bobcats eat them up. Went in and took down the Baylor Bears, 42-31. T.J. Finley, their transfer quarterback, threw for 298 yards and three TDs. He also ran for a score. First ever win for Texas State over a Power 5 school. An opponent, G.J. Kinney, in his first game. NFL, we mentioned Terrence Steele gets a new deal with the Cowboys on the eve of the Cowboys season opening. They'll play the Giants this Sunday in Week 1. Baseball, tough weekend in Houston for the Astros. They got swept by the Yankees. Beaten last night 6-1. to one. Scuffling Rangers, meanwhile, avoided a sweep in Arlington thanks to their uh, slugger, El Bombi. Aldolis Garcia struck out the four first at bats in, in his first four at bats against the Minnesota Twins, but came up in a 5-5 game to lead off the ninth. Aldolis hits that one high in the air, deep out to left, a soaring blast, gone! There it was. That was the walk-off winner, his 34th home run of the year. So Astros and Rangers today. They're both uh, tied at the game back at Seattle. It's the final three-game series of the with the Astros and Rangers this year. Houston's won six of the ten meetings so far. First pitch set for 3:05 today. Soccer, not a win, but not a loss for Austin FC last night in Boston. Alex Ring scored in the fourth minute of second half stoppage time. Austin plays to a 2-2 draw with the New England Revolution. The Revolution had won six in a row on their home pitch. Austin had lost six straight matches. At least they get a point here. Austin now 8-12 and six on the season, good for 33 points. Currently occupy the tenth spot in the Western Conference. Lionel Messi. And Messi mania continued last night out in Los Angeles as Inter-Miami beat the LAFC 3-1. to one. Two assists for Messi last night in front of a jam-packed crowd and a star-studded crowd in L.A. Volleyball, Texas Longhorns fell to 2-2 two two on the young season. They raised their championship banner, national championship banner yesterday at Gregory Gym and then lost in straight sets to second-ranked Stanford. Corn headlines brought to you by Top Gun Rentals and Lawn Equipment. The heat's made us crazy. Get up to $100 off select steel backpack blowers and employee pricing on all zero-turn mowers in stock this month at Top Gun. TopGun.net will shoot you straight. They will shoot you straight, Rob Babers. Yes, they will, and we appreciate them as always. Um, yeah, disappointing start for the Big 12, man, I got to tell you. Um, it's good news for Texas, though. A lot of the teams you thought would be, you know, potential trouble, troublesome trap games. And they still might be, but at least you know that Texas, as you predicted, is probably a better team and product this season than a Tech or a Baylor. And maybe and, and maybe that changes. Maybe Texas gets worse and doesn't get better from this point on. You got to get better every week. That's the point. But from the from where Tech is starting from and where Baylor is starting from, uh, if you're Texas, you're in a much better place. TCU, and I remember you were you were talking about TCU because you were a little you were afraid of that game. Yeah, uh, that was a game that you um, feared, uh, Ian. Honestly, that still may be a dangerous game because now these teams may not have anything to lose, um, and that may become a bigger game for them. Just kind of spoil it for Texas. But the point is. The concern was that maybe those teams had improved to the point where they could compete with Texas in the Big 12 because they had made such drastic improvements in the offseason. Um, yeah, they probably got better, but still look at their starting point and look at the starting point of Texas. Yeah. And if you assume everybody gets better every week, Texas sh- should be ahead of them whenever they play. Well, That's and, my point. And here becomes the and we'll go behind the burn orange curtain coming up. Mm-hmm. 
But I do want to tell you that that, that Texas, I mean, they, they flashed a championship-level defense on yeah, Saturday, they right? I agree with that. And so all the questions we had about Texas going into the game about what they can be this year are still there. I mean, my questions about Texas and what, what puts the ceiling on this team. I, I think we both thought the Texas defense could take another step, and we saw it on Saturday. There's plenty of weapons on this team. We saw that. X-Man was looking great with his quickness and even his long punt return jump-started a drive in the third quarter, uh, like where he is. But, you know, it's going to be can they run the ball? Can they run the ball? And Quinn yours. Okay. I mean, that's going to be the, the, the ceiling deciders, right? Is it a 9-win team? Is it a 10-win team? Is it an 11-win team? That falls on the ability to run the football and get a push, and Quinn Ewers being consistent and accurate, and I, I still have questions. I think I think we all do coming out of that game. They, you know, the third quarter looked great, uh, and that's that, that's a point of, of positive that you did make adjustments at the half and get to the quick game and really dominate a game that was closer than it should have been in the first half at 16-3. to But, um, you know, there's still lingering questions about Quinn Ewers and his ability to uh, maximize his team. Yeah, and I know that in the offensive line. Yeah, and the, the offensive, offensive line, line has got a lot of talent. The upside is tremendous for that offensive line, uh, but they're still not playing totally as a unit just yet. And I'm not sure the coaches know what the best unit on the O line is. And as we talked about pass protection wise, which I'm sure we'll get into, and Rod ran or behind the burners curtain, whatever you guys want to get into it. Uh, but like I said, some of the issues that existed last season that they had the off season to figure out and to solve. It's pretty clear those are still going to be challenges yeah. for well, this offensive line. You know, line. they might have found something on Saturday. If you go back and rewatch, I know you will, Rod, and you probably might be noticing in real time. When Hayden Connor, when DJ Campbell got steamrolled on a play, mm-hmm. and he came out of the game, DJ Campbell, of course, is the redshirt freshman from Arlington, or the sophomore yeah. from Arlington, who got the start. Cole Hudson didn't play at all, which is weird. I'm assuming that uh, Sark will be asked about that today. Cole Hudson didn't play. But remember, so they, they pull him out. Uh, and put Hayden Connor over to the right side. Mm-hmm. And then Neto came in. Neto Umiazulu, uh, who came in. And all of a sudden, the left side started getting a push. That was right after that C.J. Baxter broke off on the long run that he had, the yeah. 38-yard run. And maybe that's something, because Neto, you know, we, we told everybody in the pregame show that don't panic, Neto's not on the depth chart, which everybody freaked out, like, what happened? And apparently it was just a clerical error by UT mm-hmm. that Neto should have been number two at, uh, at the left guard, and he was the first one in. So you wonder if they find something there, because you're right. that I, I feel good about Texas at tackle both sides, and the interior they got to figure out, because that interior pressure, I know you'll talk about it more in Behind the Burn Orange Curtain, those, those ghost fronts, uh, the disguise blitzes that are they're bringing mm. are really giving Texas trouble as far as who's picking them up. And Quinn Yours has to be better in setting his protections. Uh, but as, as you said, and we've talked about, Sark made the good – uh, adjustment of going to the quick game and using the RPO almost exclusively in that third quarter when they went up and down the field three times, scored 21 points, and ended the game, essentially. That's how it's supposed to look. It is. And, yes. they all, and, and look, I mean, it's game ones, right? So so everyone looks at what game was. Man, Colorado was awesome. Well, you know, Colorado's got a lot of football to still play. So does uh, all these teams look great last night. Like Ohio State, they're panicked in Columbus because the Buckeyes – didn't look great against Indiana. They didn't have They're, a prolific offense. What you expect is like them. To yeah, Marvin Harrison had like three points. catches. Yeah, uh, eighteen yards or something. So Buckeyes are are, are panicked. Um, you know, there, there's you know, folks at Georgia that aren't sure what's what's going on with the Bulldogs. There, it, it's it's a one game sample size at this point. And you love this quote, Rod. Teams get better 
improve the most between week one and week two. Yeah, they do. There you go. That's been said, what, since the, I don't know, since the last hundred years since of football. Since time and memoriam. Yeah. Every coach has said it. Everybody been and saying Sark's that. And probably already said it to his team. No doubt. No and, doubt. And that will be the conversation. All right, uh, we're going to get to the behind the burn orange curtain coming up bottom of the hour. I do want to tell you, Rod, uh, real quick, uh, coming up on Friday, after our show on Friday, mm-hmm. I'm going in to see Dr. Eckert. I'm getting the new smile. Get Brand the new smile. new smile, baby. Dr. Greg, you, baby. Ooh. We're going to knock this thing out. And uh, for the Inside Texas uh, watch party and watch event on Saturday, for the oh, watch yeah. party we're going to have it's out at be. the field house at the crossover. Pearly Whites. We're gonna, I'm going to be looking, smile, be smiling a lot, right? <laughs> You'll be saying, why are you smiling so much, E? I'm like, I don't know, man. Got this new smile. Uh, one day, Dr. Greg Eckert, I'll go in after the show and be done by uh, dinner time. And excited to do that with Dr. U. That is uh, Dr. Eckert with you. U-E-C-K-E-R-T. can do you as well. Um, new smile in one day uh, is absolutely the best. So looking forward to that. That's amazing. Just go in and go out, get it all done. I'm I'm, I'm going to hit him up, too. I'm, I don't know what day, but I'm going to hit up Dr. Eckert. I, I got to go in and get my smile kind of revamped, upgraded. Upgraded. Uh, uh, all right, so Pro Football Focus graded <laughs> Quinn yours at a 77.5, Rod. 77.5. He was uh, 19 of 30, 260 yards, four touchdowns. Uh, didn't turn the ball over. No turnovers, turn which is big. I thought he was, um, and I think it's a shout-out to my man Joe Cook, I believe, had to set out there. He was actually better versus the Blitz. Yeah. And they brought the, and gave it off to Rice because we said Rice had a good game plan. He was 11-14 versus the Blitz, according to Pro Football Focus, uh, 174 yards and two touchdowns. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. That's when your quarterback is blitz, that means you to make he needs to well, make quick but, decisions but, and he needs to understand where the hots are and where the, the quick game is. And obviously that means his familiarity with the offense and where the fail safes are within the offense. He knows those pretty well because that's what the blitz forces you to do. Absolutely. Yeah. That's good. Well, good. And, and it was that second half quick game decision. That, okay, let's go back to the first half. I, I was frustrated because one of my, my points of emphasis is one of Sark's points of emphasis when I'm watching this game, third down, right? How do they do on third down? Sark talked about they want to be a better third down yeah. team. They were great on defense on third down today, or they, yesterday, Saturday. Phenomenal. They shut down. I mean, Rice couldn't get first down. They, they, they couldn't get off the, the ball, field. really. But yeah. And they forced a two-turnover, so they won the turnover battle. Uh, but Red wanted zone, more sacks. They should have got more sacks because hell, Ethan Burke should have got one, and they missed. They missed like two sacks. Well, and, and here, only got two. So it's a good, bad, and ugly Monday, Rod. The mm-hmm. good is that third quarter, the defense, and I think the backs showed that they've got some flash. I like Jaden Blue, C.J. Baxter. Somebody asked about C.J. Baxter's injury again. He's gonna be. He was practicing yesterday. It was a rib. He fell on the ball, kind of knocked the wind out of him. So they wanted to go get that checked out. And once he took a nick, they weren't putting him back in. They're like, no, 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 he's, we need him next week. Yep. And then they almost just took Jonathan Brooks out of the game, too, saying we, we need both of those guys at Alabama. We don't need – we'll let Jaden Blue carry the mail here in the third quarter. And he did good. He turned out to be the leading rusher for Texas. So like that. But what you don't like is just that they look, they look clumsy and sloppy to start the game. Um, you know, the, the, the first fourth down they went for it and Quinn threw a ball. that Just a bad throw. Bad throw. It uh, was there, though. J.T. Sanders was open. He just had to throw it to him. He would have gotten a first down. Um, they also were just missing assignments, right? They go for it again on a fourth down in the first half, Rod, mm-hmm. and both Gunner Helm and A.D. Mitchell missed blocks. I mean, just missed them. Whiffs. I mean, you got to get your hat on a hat. Was. They, just, they both blocked nobody. Uh, <laughs> well, and that's going to be the thing. I'm sure A.D. Mitchell's hearing about that. He caught a touchdown pass in this game, but there was a little, they threw a little uh, hitch screen pass out to Jordan Whittington. It looked like it was open, mm-hmm. but A.D. Mitchell whiffed on a block of a 170-pound guy. 
I mean, you got to get I mean, get a body on him, man. That, the, the least you can do is just put a body in front of him. Yeah, because <laughs> that play might have gone for something yeah. right there. Because that's Jordan Whittington in space. You give him one block. Who's the best block on, on in that wide receiving core? Jordan Whittington. Yeah. You know, Sark thinks Jordan Whittington is the best blocking receiver in the Big 12. Yeah, he did say that. Yeah, so like those. But, again, I, I said going into this game, the first half is really what I'm going to be watching because that's – by the time you get to the third and fourth quarter, you're too deep for Rice. You're gonna you're gonna blow them out. Uh, Sixteen to three is concerning, Rod. And that's a you know, and the the point about AD Mitchell to get back to it. That's a great quote from uh, Brennan Marion, and I'm sure that other coaches have had it too. So I'm not saying he came up with it, uh, but he would always say. Uh, what you do without the football shows how much you love your teammates. Yes. What you do without the football shows you how much you love your teammates, and a lot of that is blocking. <laughs> that's blocking. Yeah. So he's talking about on offense, and that's why the offensive line, you know, I mean, they, they, they love their teammates more than anybody. Yeah. They never touch the football. Uh, but, yeah, something center. But, yeah, so, so for A.D. Mitchell, that's the quote that I would give him. I'd say, man, how much do you love your teammates, brother? That's yeah. what you do at the football. That shows how much you love your teammates. I need to know. I need to. I need. That's why I need to see. I need to see your love language. Well, and to your the love language needs to be what you do without the, the love football. language. Yeah. Uh, and to the quote that teams get better week one to week two more than any other time of a season. It's because those things are now on film, right? And you can sit in the film room and say, "Come on, AD. That's exactly. We got to be right. better than that." Yep. Um, yep. You know, you, you emphasize. So you start overemphasizing. Well, things. we yeah. we talked last week, and we'll talk every week to Vandergriff head coach Drew Sanders. His team's now two and zero, and he talked about they come in on Mondays and they. Every penalty, whoever committed the penalty, has to stand out, stand, ooh, stand up, talk about what he was thinking. Man, everybody knows, and Ty knows this too. Man, you when you, when you had that miscommunication or that brain fart in the game or that bad miss tackle, whatever that bad play you had, there is nothing more dreadful than knowing that film sessions coming. And you already know the place. Like you, it's on third down, and it's second. <laughs> and it's second down. You think to yourself, "Oh, it's coming up next. It's coming." Coach about to call me out. He's gonna spend a good three, four minutes rewinding this and looking at it. And that I'm glad that coach just hey man, just stand up. Just get the accountability out of the way because every every player has been there before. It's yeah. my moment. I'm about to get criticized for it. And Drew you, makes him stand up, coach. Stand Sanders, up, stand yep. up, and explain take themselves. accountability. And you know what? I'm glad he does that because I want to explain myself. Usually you get to do it, but it's coach making snide remarks. And you know, making sure he he takes jabs yeah, at you. You make it a learning opportunity. Yeah, I'd like to stand up and be like, "This is what I saw. This is what I should have seen. This is my key. I should have had this key. It won't happen again." That kind of stuff. So I like that he the mea culpa moment for you. Yeah. Doesn't well, that feel a little bit like excuse making though? What you have to explain what happened? Well, just what's in, well, what was in your head at the time. It, it's a learn. It, it does show you that you can learn from it. Like it, everybody can learn from that mental rep, that mental mistake you made, that mental rep. Like, Fair. yeah, of course. Well, Texas. Ended but you up, should do that on the sideline, though. Honestly, agreed. that should have it on the sideline. Also, the uh, Texas ended up four of thirteen on third down, so not good enough. Uh, and I think they were over money their first downs. Na- over their first eight. I think they were on third down. They and weren't great the, on money downs. They weren't great in the first half. They were just sloppy. Do you want to know what their the average yards to gain on third down was? According to uh, Longhorn Network, eight point nine. Well, average that, yards look, to gain and, on third down, and that goes back to my first half thought. I don't they they weren't getting a push against Rice's defense. They weren't running the ball enough to you know create you know second and, and five right. I mean, yep. and then they were taking take deep too many shots, shots on first exactly. down too. When your running game ain't working, you can't afford to take deep shots on first down. Yeah. Deep shots on first down that don't connect, and you're one of yep. the worst deep deep passing teams in the country, eighth worst in the Big Twelve. Well, that puts you behind the chains. Now you're behind the chains with a running game that don't necessarily work. And now you got your quarterback in a compromising position where they can tee off on you and force your offensive line that cannot pick up twists and stunts and uh, simulated pressures 
they can't pick that up in pass protection. And now you put them in a position where they could be exploited and exposed. Yeah. You're supposed to limit well, that exposure. And you did that in the second half. So don't tell me you can't do it because I know you can do it. I've mm-hmm. seen you do it. Sark already said we heard him. Well, we're going to keep doing it because that's part of our offense. Oh, because he's, he's like Pookie from New Jack City. He just keep calling me. He call me. He's, a, he's, he's, a, he's a junkie for the deep ball, man. Gotta he really it. is. He's addicted. He's got to have it. He's like Tyrone Biggums from the Chappelle Show. We've got uh, <laughs> also on the good side for Texas, I thought, you know, no turnovers, which is strong. Well, the, the fourth down not gets her turnovers, but no, uh, not, yeah, not, not official Giveaways, stat. yeah. The kicking game was good. I mean, uh, Burt Auburn, he didn't make that 56 or 57-yarder, which gamblers were hoping he would make. Uh, if you were paying attention, if you took Texas and laid the points. But um, he was sharp. I thought I thought his kicking was good. Will Stone, kickoffs, he didn't get it to the end zone. they got to work on that. Uh, that's that's a small thing. Uh, but then how about this, Rod? You talked about watch these games. These games are going to be shorter this year. Remember, oh, the, remember the yes. clock is not stopping at the end of uh, at the after every first down. I got to stay for this. Now Rice couldn't get first downs, by the way, <laughs> so that, <laughs> that didn't even matter. That's one of the reasons the game went quickly. But this game was played in just over three hours. This game was three hours and eleven minutes, Rod. Unbelievable! It kicked off. I know it was a thousand degrees, so everybody's ready to get out of there. But it started at uh, two thirty-six and it ended at uh, at five forty-seven. So three hours, eleven minutes, and quicker games. So you want you mentioned coaches are going to have to strategize for fewer possessions that mm-hmm. they're going to have each game offensively. And did you hear Chip Kelly at UCLA? I love this quote. Let's it's hear Chip so Kelly good. because UCLA won their opener. But it wasn't super pretty. They beat Coastal Carolina like twenty-seven to fourteen, and here was Chip Kelly, you know, giving it to the TV networks because these games are shorter and there's a new rule. Aaron Hogan, Rod Babers, hook 'em up. One hundred one nine AM twelve sixty. The Horn. All right, hook 'em up, hooking you up with. Uh, Let's do it. Longhorn mm-hmm. conversation, mm-hmm. but also before the top of the hour, we'll go off the record, including remember uh-huh. the. Uh, we found her. Well, the, we didn't uh, find her, but we found audio. The Pussycat Pugilist of Pittsburgh mm-hmm. from last week. The, oh, uh, yeah, the, uh, the white romper the with porta, the white boots. The porta potty my Pugilist. Future, my future wife. Dude, I'm telling you, we were, America was uh, disgusted and turned on by this woman. Barstool, butt the Barstool guys potty. found her, and we have sound. They've interviewed her. The, oh. the, the white boots yep. and came if you, in whooping if you, ass. If you thought you fell in love with her by watching her whipping butt uh, during, uh, you know, in, a, in a porta potty, you going I think you're gonna like Just her even more once you shocked. Yeah, once you hear and hear her story. I told you it was about the mom, E. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over thirty thousand mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over six hundred dollars each week. You can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. She admitted. Don't mess with my mom. Her mom, and I see where she gets her looks from. Her mom's kind of attractive. You thought the mom was like, she looked too young to be her mom. I know. That was mama. So they, it runs in the family. Pittsburgh, baby. Ty's trying to find her. Hey, um, mm-hmm. you want to tell you about our great friends at Bud Light, and we appreciate them. Boy, we had a great time over at the uh, Mockingbird Saloon in the pregame, and people were drinking those uh, burnt orange cans of Bud Light with the Bevo on them and the Longhorn logo. It looks great. Um, they're, they're just colder. By the way, Rob, when I was leaving the Mockingbird oh, yeah. Saloon to get home to do the Inside Texas uh, Watch With Us party, which was a blast, the, the, the broadcast. 
The Fiji house across the street was having a huge party. They had a huge party going on. Did you see that? You, I, I you ever been to that Fiji house party? That, that's, that, that was where I went for my tailgates. Oh, <laughs> my go. UT college experience. Ty knows. They were rocking over there. Yeah. Ty knows. Having those cold bud lights and getting ready for game day. I wonder how long they stayed at the game, though. And then because... Man, that was the the, the the field temperature was 160 degrees, Rod. That's Ooh, not a joke. All my friends stayed from the eyes to the eyes. Is that right? It's, yeah. mm-hmm. I, that's I, the rule. I did not make it, though. No. Like I said earlier. Mm-mm. I watched it from eyes to eyes. You know what I mean? Hey. <laughs> With so all our friends on Inside Texas. With and some on... nice guys cold Bud Light. No, not till after. <laughs> I was working, Rod. I was working, Rod. Uh, we had to get that game covered, but we did. We'll do it again every, every game for that uh, Inside Texas event. And uh, Bobby Burton and myself and then Jerry Hamilton jumped on. It was really cool because Jerry was there doing all the recruiting analysis, who this guy was, saw them all play in high school, all the young guys that got on the field. as long yeah, as played a lot great. of bodies. Uh, Eric Nolene was with us, and uh, then you and Eric, you and Bobby did the postgame show, which was outstanding. That's all That's at Inside fun. Texas. They're on Texas Football YouTube channel. Got you covered. Lock it in. It's a good way to – really a fun way to watch the game for deep dive analysis as it's happening, uh, which is pretty cool. So yep. check that out. But uh, Bud Light uh, bringing us our pregame show. Of course, they present uh, Ian Rod B and hook them up, and we appreciate them, and they're, they're locking it in with us this football season. Rod, this week – I can tell you we're going to be having the ice-cold Bud Lights out at the Field House at the Crossing. Man, Make this your place is awesome. I've been there like three times. We did a remote out there when they um, um, for the Cowboys game. When we when somebody said, where should we do this watch party yeah. with Bud Light? And I said, we got to go out to see my guy oh, Charles at the Field House because great. we want people to be able to park easily, you know, get seats and see the game. Bring the kids. One of the games of the year, one of the biggest games the Longhorns have anticipated in a long, long time for a road game. Bring your kids. Fieldhouse at the Crossings, across the freeway, the, the 183 toll from eight, the HEB Center at Cedar Park, Rod. Mm-hmm. Right across the street, uh, right across the freeway. And it's down a little side street. But, man, this place is massive. Bring your own, bring those, you know, those chairs you keep in the trunk when you go into Little League baseball games and oh, stuff. Oh, yeah. Bring those and you can set them up. Them? Yeah, yeah, man. You can pop those <laughs> things open uh, on the turf there. The big screen, outdoor big screen is massive. There isn't a bad seat. And uh, we've, they've got TVs all on the inside. They've got food, drinks, Bud Lights, everything. Fieldhouse at the Crossing is where we'll be with our friends at Bud Light on Saturday, doing a live pregame and then locking it in for Texas Bama. Longhorns are a touchdown underdog. Can we hear Steve Sarkeesian talking about uh, the defensive performance on Saturday? Longhorns, uh, until that last drive after uh, Burt Auburn missed a long field goal, Rice took the ball and for the first time really moved the football. Uh, Longhorns had held Rice under 100 yards for the game up to that point and were just completely stifling the Rice offense. Here's Sark on what he saw from his defense on Saturday. Yeah, no, it really has been, you know, where, you know, I think at the end of the day, you know, when you can play really stout front defense and you can play tight coverage and you can minimize the explosive plays, that that makes it hard offensively. And um, that's what our that's what our defense has been doing. I think we've got a really good scheme. Um, like I said, I've, I've talked a lot about our staff continuity over there. And I think the, the line of communication amongst the coaches and the players is, is really clean. Um, and we're playing to our strengths. And like I said, we've got a really good front. We've got a veteran inside linebacker who can kind of manage a lot of that. And we've got a really deep secondary, and we were able to rotate a lot of players back there today. And um, that, that, that was really encouraging. We were able to affect the quarterback. We were able to really kill the run. And that's, that's winning football. You know, in the end of the day, if, you know, to go win a championship, you've got to play great defense. And, and we started off uh, on the right foot today. All right, there's Sark uh, with the defensive thoughts. I'll say this, Rod, because uh, uh, Alabama beat mm. Middle Tennessee State 56-7 to on Saturday. Yes, they 56 did. To Started seven. a little slow, too, for them, too. Yeah, Jalen Milrow yeah. was their, their quarterback. He's the starter. So no, And that was no rotation. 
No. It was just him. He's the guy. He he won the starting job. So I, I thought if the, if the competition went over into that game, they would, hey, throw out a lot of quarterbacks, try to throw out some misinformation for Texas. But they named him the starting quarterback before the game. So yeah. it was not even, not even mystery leading up to it. Like, he won the job. The uh, fresh, the uh, young guy from Texas, 14 points every quarter they scored. They didn't allow a, a touchdown except for one in the third quarter. Oh, they looked sharp, man. Hey, mm. I've got some stats if you want them. Milrow, seven. His legs are going to be a problem for Texas. You've talked about running quarterbacks, and I know that'll be a conversation all week long. It will be. With the uh, deep dive talks of uh, Bama, but Milrow was seven carries at 48 yards and two touchdowns. Can we get into uh, and go behind Rod's burnt orange curtain for some more deep dive analysis of Texas's opening week win? And they were all asking themselves the same question What is behind All right, uh, we can obviously go several places here. I, we we already talked about the deep ball with Quinn Ewers, and we got into um, you know the the offensive line, which was an issue as well. Um, I will I will say this: I want to start with because I think we've been more critical because kind of we're looking at things from a critical standpoint. The upside of the defense is tremendous. Uh, we talked about this prior to the season that they could have a season that could take them from being a good defense to a great defense. I think what we saw on Saturday was a just obviously just a starting point, of course. Um, but I do think that they do have the, 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 all the raw materials needed. All right. They have everything they need to take that next step. And I think the biggest factor that is really something you can't really quantify. It's tough for us to quantify. Maybe we'll be able to see it in terms of progress on the field. It's just a continuity on the defense that it's been the same coaches, same message, same system, same terminology, same language, same everything for going on the third year now for PK. Uh, As you pointed out, E, several times, that's when statistically usually his defenses take a leap, is in that third year. Um, And Texas has not had this kind of continuity on the 40 acres since Mac Brown's, you know, mid to late 2000s um, before things kind of fell off a cliff in 2010. So I would throw that out there about the defense before we dive into other stuff. I do think this defense has a chance, has a chance to be a great defense. I think they're going to, I think now what they've shown us, they're going to be good. But can they be great? Can they be elite? Last time Texas had an elite defense was 2009. It was the last elite defense. We're talking about top 10, top 15. Uh, so we'll get into the, you know, kind of some more deep dive about the defense and their challenges they're going to face versus Bama because I got a lot of those to get into too. But I do want to give them props. They did force three takeaways. Remember, that was the emphasis in the offseason. They want to take the football away more. Last season, they were ninth in the uh, Big 12 in takeaways. And when you compare that to the offense, the offense actually had the fewest giveaways tied with K-State, and yet Texas finished outside the top four in turnover margin. Uh, They need to be in the top three in turnover margin this year in the Big 12. A big part of that is the defense taking the football away. And they should have had more sacks. They end up having two, and I think they missed two. Ethan Burke missed one. Yeah, they he missed two that I can think right. of. Oh, he had. That's been a great start. He, oh, he still had a really good start to his career, but uh, talk about an amazing start. If he ended up with double uh, two sacks in the same game, um, but I, I'll just I'll just throw it out there. So I don't know if we've talked enough about the defense, and I don't want it, the people to think we're being negative. The defense was outstanding, and upon my rewatch, I was more impressed with the defense for, uh, than I was on the initial watch. When I when I started charting and uh, tracking everything, the defense looked even more impressive because they played so many damn guys. And the, the the level of play did not drop off. 
I mean, especially on the defensive front where I think they're throwing a lot of depth. So, yeah. shout out to the defense. Well, and there's one name there that uh, number 97, Chris Ross. We haven't talked a lot about him. He's a redshirt freshman, made his first appearance on the field. He's out of Galena Park, North Shore. And off the edge, Rod, he showed some quick twitch, man. That guy's mm-hmm. got some quicks to him. We haven't really talked about him as being a factor. It's all no. been Alfred Collins, Byron Murphy, Tavondre Sweat, and that dude showed up. Uh, that's a that, that's a pretty – Vernon Broughton showed up on the defensive line. Uh, Alfred Collins didn't do any. He didn't put anything on the the stat board. Oh, he had a he had like a deflected pass. Remember, yeah, he he's chasing down. He JT. had the big knockdown pass. But that's that's right. I, they moved him around though, which I like. I've been saying it put forever. Put him on the edge. Yeah, he should be a guy you can you can put all over the defensive front. So he played on the edge, played inside. Some that's what I really liked about what I saw from Alfred Collins too. Love that. All right, so uh, more Texas uh, real quick. Some breaking news because we said we would give it to you. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's official now. 2020. We're at the turn, Rod. We're halfway through our show. Five hours. We're two and a half in. We have golf news. Brought Uh-oh. to you by Callahan's General Store. Get your this yard. This, this summer has been brutal on your yard. Get over the Callahan's. Get all the tips to get your, your yard back into golf course condition. But the 2023 Ryder Cup Team Europe roster has been mm-hmm. finalized today, Rod. We knew Rory McIlroy, John Rahm, Victor Hovland, Terrell Hatton, Matt Fitzpatrick, and Robert McIntyre had already qualified. They were already on it. Today, the captain, Luke Donald, picked Tommy Fleetwood, Sepp Straka, Justin Rose, Shane Lowry, Nicola Hojgaard, and Ludwig Aberg as Mm. his roster, his captain's pick. So those are your 12 members of Team Europe. They'll face Team USA in Rome coming up later this month. But Rory and Rom to lead them. Are those European tour guys? Yes. Yes. Uh, We know Lowry, the big Irishman. We know Justin Rose. Sepp Straka has been a good player this year, Tommy Fleetwood, but... uh, Hoshgard and Aberg at the bottom of that. Uh, CB says if PK makes it to 2024, he'll be the longest tenured DC since Carl Boris, which was my DC. Uh, he's right about that. That's right. He's actually taken the opposite. Uh, it's kind of an opposite trend of recent defensive coordinators, which I like. Remember, Manny Diaz, Vance Bedford, and Todd Orlando each had their best season of their tenure here at Texas in their first year, and then we saw the defenses slowly deteriorate and decompose uh, over the time, and then end up being fired or demoted. Well, with PK, his worst year was his first year, so hopefully it's the opposite trend of the other DCs, where his worst year is his first year, got really got a good defense in his second year, and now trending toward elite in his third year. That would be great. Also, I saw a text to talk about when we're going to get into Bama. We will get into plenty of Bama as the week goes on. Usually Mondays are for review of the Rice review game. Review and then preview. A review, and yeah, so we'll start previewing uh, uh, Alabama tomorrow, especially after Sark has his press conference where actually they talk about the upcoming opponent, which is uh, the Alabama Crimson Tide. So we'll get into that, so don't just be patient with us. We're doing a lot of review now. And Nate uh, wants to know about what happened with the offensive line. We've talked about it at nauseum. People are probably tired of hearing me talk about it because I talked about it a ton, actually, prior to game one for Texas against Rice. I was talking about it in the offseason because I watched all the sacks Texas gave up in 2022. And the one game I kept bringing up, I said, man, y'all got to go watch that Baylor game. Got to go watch the Baylor game. Baylor had five sacks. How did they get five sacks? Well, they use a lot of what they call amoeba fronts, ghost fronts, where they line up six, seven um, guys across the line of scrimmage, some in the two points, some in the three points, and they use what they call simulated pressures, which means it looks like a blitz, it smells like a blitz, walks like a blitz, talks like a blitz, but it's not a blitz. It just makes it everybody think it's a blitz, and they're going to send four guys, but the offensive line and the quarterback don't know which four, so when they set the pass protection, there's a chance they could be wrong, and you make the quarterback always responsible for that free runner coming in, and that's how you really discombobulate a young quarterback. So basically what they're doing is they're forcing this young O-line, and I was 
it's hard to say young because they returned everybody, but they're still relatively young, to communicate post-snap and to have to pass off pass rushers, all right, after the snap in pass protection, and they're not really good at it. Baylor was able to exploit that out of those five sacks. Four of them were like what I just described as the amoeba fronts with or and or with simulated pressures, and then you add twists and stunts up front to really confuse the offensive line, uh, to make them eyes their eyes play tricks on them and their mind play tricks on them a little bit. And then Rice added second-level defenders, second-level uh, defenders with delayed blitzes with twists and stunts. So they added their own little twist to it. But truly, Nate, the blueprint is out on how to pressure Texas quarterbacks. It's out there. I just I gave it to you guys before the Rice game. If I got the damn blueprint, you Rice is now proving they got the blueprint. Baylor already had the blueprint last season. And I think from what I looked at, the three sacks Texas gave up versus Alabama – Two of those three were simulated pressures. There's a good chance Dave Aranda got his game plan from Alabama. So bring it full circle. Alabama has got the blueprint on how to pressure Texas. You want to stay out of those situations if you're Sark. Quick game. All right, we come back. It's off the record. If you want to hear from White Boots in the Pittsburgh pugilism, we're going to find out what was going on at that porta potty, what got her so fired up that she had to start wrecking shop. We'll hear that coming next. D.D. Megadoodoo, I'm sorry, Mangoodoo. Once it's turned on, the sign will spell out Deli Cat Essen. Well, well, I don't get it. Bring the head comb. Congratulations. Continue good sex in the the Big East. Thank you, Jimmy. And boom goes the dynamite. It's time for another edition of Off the Record. Do it live. I'll write it and we'll do it live. And thing sucks. Sucks. Hope your fantasy football draft goes well and your team doesn't suck. You know, I love, I love like whether whatever service you use, CBS, ESPN, Yahoo, they all give you a grade afterwards. I got a solid A plus on my Friday draft route. I got a well solid done. B plus on my. Well, they did like my receiver haul. I'm, yeah. I'm I'm going in big. I'm buying stock in George Pickens this year, Pittsburgh. I'm oh buying yeah, buying stock in him. Okay. And, I like that. Yeah, uh, because he, you know, I, both of my draft grades have been, well, you took Carl Pickens, George Pickens too high. I was like, no, 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 no. Y'all don't know. So, yeah, you want to bang on him having a breakout year. Break out. Break okay. it out. I like that. Buy low, sell high, baby. Buy also, low. Mm-hmm. Also, I'm going to take my, I, I've taken the, uh, I have Josh Allen in one league, but then the, uh, my breakout candidate, Trevor Lawrence, for fringe MVP oh, honors this year. I like that. He, I've been hearing good things about Calvin Ridley basically being added to that receiving core, who's just a basically a number one wide receiver. Yeah. They've added to the receiving core. With Zay Jones and mm-hmm. Christian Kirk and oh, yeah, Evan man. Ingram. They, that's going to be a nasty Travis passing ETN. game. Yeah. And you know had a great training camp? Uh, the rookie Tank Bigsby out of Auburn. I'm not surprised. And I, and, I, and I love me some Doug Peterson. I've been a Doug Peterson fan for a while, so. They're going to have a good play caller, too. All right, before we hear your your piece of sound here in uh, Off the Record, Rod, because uh, we need to know who Ass Whooping White Boots is, <laughs> can I play this real quick? Because i got to give I got to give Deion Sanders some more love. Prime oh, time. Please Prime do. time. Please do, man. Get me pumped up. Let's Prime go. Prime time. Game of the weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the early games of the year. Colorado 45, TCU 42 at Fort Worth. The team that was in the national championship game last year loses to a team that had one win last season. Uh, but added 52, 51, 52 transfers mm-hmm. to the portal, including Shadur Sanders at quarterback. Here is uh, primetime uh, letting, you, letting you know about it. I'm not vindictive like that. I just like them to know that I know that you really ain't with me. You really ain't with us. You really don't believe. You really don't want to see me win. You don't want to see me in, 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 uh, in 
victory or at peace and have joy. I know you don't want to see that, but I love it. It ain't nothing different. Why would I expect something different? It was like that when I played, right? <laughs> so I'm just I'm playing another game. I'm just out, off the field. I'm go. not on the field now, but I can affect what's on the field, and I'm thankful for that. I really am. There you go. Oh man, he's talking a lot of trash now. Can I get one more from Dion? Please do. Give me some more Dion. Oh, please. Give me that. One more, Rod. All day. Give, I give. And every once in a while, you know, I have one of those empty moments that I got to reflect on. And these coaches are so good. Uh, Rick, George, for giving me opportunity and just what we accomplished out there today. Ain't none of y'all believe that. Maybe a couple of y'all that knew me and know how I get down. They know I'm a winner. We're going to end up winning. Ain't none of y'all thought you was going to be sitting up here. You you supposed to be on the other side. There you go. You supposed to be on the other side, Ron. What are you doing over here? <laughs> the, the unbelievers. The non-believers. What do you have for us in uh, Off the Record, Ron uh, B? Well, we have – well, we didn't, but uh, we have some audio uh, that um, Dave Portnoy, uh, the Barstool. Uh, Barstool president and founder, that he actually uh, made it his mission to go find the young lady – who was involved in the viral video, the one with the romper on and the one with the white boots. He was just as fascinated and captivated with Everybody that, was. that brawl that they had at the was it, Morgan Wallen concert. Morgan and, Wallen, and then yes. the porta potty uh, incident that captivated a country where he wanted to find the star of the show, which was the girl in the white boots and the romper. And he found her because he's a powerful man, also a very rich man. And uh, here's the audio of him interviewing the, the star. I didn't really realize that I cut in front of this girl and I walked into the bathroom and my mom was standing outside the door, guarding the door because this girl was pissed. Like she was mad. So I hear this going off. I just walked out and saw two girls ganging up on my mom. So I just did what I think any daughter would have done. I just beat the cat of them. I can't believe you've never been in a fight. I've never done that. So you grab one girl by the hair, beat her up, throw her off the side. Then (laughs) the other girl, you actually stuff her in the porta potty. And by the way, you do acknowledge a porta potty is like the grossest thing in the world, uh, oh, right? Wow. I mean, like, would I have ever chose that? Like, no, I never would have thought that would have happened. So, what was your reaction like the first time you actually rewatch yourself going crazy on these girls? I I think it's hilarious. I mean, I <laughs> ne- I've never done that before, so I'm just like, oh my god! Like, I can't. I didn't even know I was capable of ever doing something like that. I really don't. She know. snapped like a trained assassin. <laughs> there you go. There you go. She snapped. I'm going to marry that girl. It's awesome. Yeah, it's fantastic. Well, man. now that makes sense because you were watching star. the video and you're like, where did she come from? She had been in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. So mom's she blocking heard the door. She heard everything. One of those chicks has road rage because apparently the blonde girl, the romper, the white boots cut in front of her and took her bathroom. So she, her mom was guarding the door because this girl was being belligerent. Yeah. And then they, while she was in there doing her thing, oh man, that's when the fight broke out. And then she came out and she's like, let's go. Steven Seagal. She went shop. She really did, man. Get off my mama. She'd take no prisoners. Yeah, so it made sense because it was a mama. It looked like it was personal. Looked like she. Oh, that, was a, that was a crime of passion. It looked like, yeah, exactly. It looked like she had kind of lost it and kind of it lost her sanity for a second. And that's why somebody was attacking your mama in a porta potty. Oh, no doubt. Ain't no telling what you'd be doing to them people. You'd lose your damn mind. You'd wake up out of it like, what happened? And they're like, oh, man, there's bloody bodies everywhere. Whatever. Like, man, they attacked my mama. I don't I know. I know what she's saying, though. That switch does flip sometimes. It's, where it's, I've know, never seen anybody attacking my mama. I don't know what I'd do. Well, not even that. Yeah. Just, just any, anything that could trigger Dude, you. Dude, it's your mama. 
Yeah. Somebody uh, yeah. attacking your mama in yeah. a porta potty. Is there anything that will make you lose your well, mind more? Uh, Maybe your daughter or your wife. But your mama, your no. mama being attacked. I gotta watch it again now, bro. Exactly. Now you watch it with a whole new mindset. It's like get up. Yeah, you're rooting for the girl in the room, but like you better beat the hell out of her. I your, love it. Your damn mom. Oh no, man, that's she crazy. Spartan kicks her into the porta potty toilet. That's damn right. Nothing. No, she was. That. Yeah, because it was a mama. She was enraged. That's just instinct. Instinct. Yeah. Would your daughter do that if somebody attacked uh, your, your so. wife? <laughs> I think she would. I think she would. Go crazy. Well. You think she's ever been in a fight? Who, my daughter? Yeah. No. <laughs> No. This girl, hey, hey, this, this you, girl you said she had wanna... never been in a fight either, but when somebody attacked her mama, that dog came out. She had that dog in her. She had that D It should, should show that little, that's, what's that uh, that meme with the, the, the chest x-ray with the dog in there? That's, <laughs> that should be for this girl. She's awesome. Well, you wouldn't want to mess with, with her mom because she, my, my wife used to work at, uh, she works with kids, right? So she used to work with juvenile, Gardner Betts. Oh, Gardner be Betts, like the juvenile detention place. That's yeah. when I first met her. Oh, yeah. She was working overnight. She, oh, yeah. And she had to restrain bigger like, kids and big oh, boys. Yeah. So she didn't take elbows to the face and oh, stuff yeah. like that tough. before. She's small, but she's tough. So you're, you're saying your wife wouldn't need your daughter. <laughs> she uh, didn't take care of it on her own. But if somebody was <laughs> doing something to, to, to my daughter, yeah, that would have been her. Yeah, well, she wouldn't have needed it like that. No, I didn't need her. Yeah, we were good. <laughs> hey, can you guess which uh, state in this country is the most fantasy football obsessed, Rod? Oh, I, I mean, is it not Texas? No. Ohio. Not even the top ten. Texas didn't make the top ten? Nope. Oh, wow. Florida, then. No. No, 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 no. Oh, it's no. a place where there's nothing to do. Well, I'll tell you when we come back. It's got to be a boring place. Hmm. Mm. Idaho. I can tell you I haven't spent <laughs> a lot of time there. No, it's not Idaho. Wyoming's the worst. Wyoming's last. Oh, damn. I'm wrong. I have no idea, actually. Hey, but everything runs through Laramie. That's right. <laughs> exactly. Well, well, that done. well done. Well done. Well done. Yeah, Good can job. you believe that? Tech, Baylor, and uh, Good job, brother. TCU. Good job. Tech, Baylor, and TCU lost their season openers, two at home. Come on, Big 12. To three teams who combined to win 11 football games last year. Come on, Big 12. Yeah. Colorado, mm, Wyoming, mm, mm. Texas State combined for 11 wins last year. They all posted victories in week one. We'll be back. Mm. Tell you what that state is. Also more on Texas and the win. And start uh, peeking towards the Alabama game, that's for sure. It's Ian Rodby. Hook them up. <laughs> 